This is Beaver Tales, your weekly dose of successful Canadian immigrant stories. Beaver Tales, hosted by your very own R.B. second episode of Beaver Tales. Like I said before, in this episode, I'm ready with my first ever interview for you guys. Now before I get on to the interview, I want to share my own experience of Canada, of the niceness of people around here. I came here in 2013, in the month of August. My wife and my kid, they came here a little later. And I remember my kid was like two and a half years old or three, let's say. And uh, we were thinking about putting her into a preschool. So we decided upon uh, this Montessori school. And at that time, we didn't have any vehicle or car, which is a necessity over here. We were traveling mostly through public transportation and to be fair, the public transportation in my town, which is Kolona, is one of the best, I would say. And we were going past nicely, so we put her into this Montessori school and my wife, she was not working at that time, so she used to take the public transportation, the bus from near our house to the bus stop near the school and from there, She had to take her in a stroller right up to the school. Now Canada is a big country and even small distances sometimes can be big. So the distance from the bus stop to her school was little like uh, half a kilometer or maybe close to a kilometer. And she had to walk. So the summers went by fine. The first few months of fall, they went by fine, but then it started to snow and it became a little difficult to ride and to push the stroller. My daughter used to keep on saying like, when will we have a car? I want to go buy my own car. And at that time, my position was not as such that I could afford a car because I was a student and uh, my wife didn't have a license and we were just settling in and uh, yeah there were some issues so before we could do anything we were approached by so many parents at the school that's what i'm talking about canadian niceness every one of them they came to my wife and they offered her a ride for her and the kid to the school and we were a bit overwhelmed as to whom to pick and whom to not. So there was this lady, I don't want to name her, she came forward and she said you don't worry about how you're going to come to school next day, I will come and pick you up. She had a son who was going to the same school and she said you be ready at this time tomorrow morning 
I'll be there to pick you up and you don't have to pay or do anything about it. And my wife came home and she told me about it. I said, really? She said, yeah, that's what the lady said. And next day, at the time she suggested, she was there and dropped them at her home. Any day she was not there, there were other parents who came by. And we never felt out of place. Like initially you are a bit hesitant to ask for rides and you don't know people but people came forward themselves people offered their services their help in whichever way they could and we were really surprised pleasantly and were happy as well that we have picked the right country for ourselves and our kid Get on with our first interview of Beaver Tales. Today I have Julie Hoffman with me. Julie is a physiotherapist turned a real estate investor. She moved to Canada from States in 1999 to marry her husband Jeff, who was a small town guy from Alberta. She was fortunate get her permanent residency fairly easy since it was pre 9-11 era. However, once she transitioned from physio to a real estate entrepreneur, she discovered some challenges to being an American by birth. She was unable to get bank credit, so she and her husband found ways to buy property without the bank. It's been really exciting journey to move from Colorado to Canada. Julie has many somewhat surprising insights about the differences between America and Canada. So let's start by asking Julie the obvious question first, which many of you are thinking right now. Like America to Canada? Is that really an immigration? Let's see what Julie has to say about it. Yes, for me, it's, it was definitely a big difference um, from moving from one neighborhood to another because, yeah, it's a completely different country. Mm -hmm. um, and I had to enter properly. I had to get all of my paperwork done properly so that I could stay. Okay. And it's Things are very different up here than they are down in the States. They really are. So I asked Julie, like how growing up in States is different. So how is it like growing up in States? Growing up in the States for me, um, it was a, it was wonderful. It was, it was awesome. I had nice parents. Mm -hmm. I had a good family, good mm -hmm. upbringing. Mm -hmm. Um, one thing that is probably that I that uh, that I think is most different up up here up in Canada versus the states is racism. Okay. Yeah. To me, mm -hmm. compared to the states, it's almost non-existent in Canada. 
racism huh? so many of you uh, might think of it as a little controversial about uh, racism being existent in states right now this is 2019 but we are talking about a person who moved here 20 plus years ago and she has her own reference points and that's what I wanted to dig a little deeper on that topic so I asked her further yes yes mm. to my knowledge okay yeah it sounds terrible mm -hmm. I know but also keep in mind it's been 20 years mm -hmm. since I lived there okay because I did move here in, okay in 1999 all right so um, I do still think it is an issue mm -hmm. um, from what I know and my whole family lives in the States okay and um, so that was that's probably the what I really noticed when I moved here that the the difference in the way people treat each other has less to do with color of their skin mm-hmm and and more to just to do with it's a person okay yeah and i found it very very interesting i found it i found it very refreshing i was wondering it's been 20 years since she has moved here obviously she might be going back and forth every now and then and i wanted to know if things have changed it's 2019 so when was the last time you went back to states oh i was just here uh in the summer Did i you was in denver okay so maybe I should be careful with that. I didn't witness racism. Mm -hmm. Well, did I? Yeah, it's interesting. I can I can sense. Um, no, I didn't necessarily witness it. Okay. I didn't. Okay. Um, but I don't. I wouldn't have been in circumstances where I would mm. have, have witnessed course. it honestly. Um, so. Maybe I should be careful in saying it's way different. It just was way different then. Then. For sure. So, I asked Julie the obvious question. Her reason of moving to Canada. My husband. So, my husband and I uh, met in Mexico. Mm -hmm. I was down on my last spring break from okay. university. He mm -hmm. was down on holiday from... Mm -hmm the frozen tundra of Alberta <laughs> for his annual Mexican holiday. Okay. And um, we met and fell in love and mm -hmm. uh, stayed in touch. We had wow. one of those rare long-distance relationships that worked. Okay. And he uh, asked me to marry him about, I don't know, seven or eight months after we met. Wow. <laughs> and then we got married about eight months later. So Julie and Jeff have been married for 20 years now. And it's been 20 years. We've oh, been married 20 years uh, as of October 23rd. Awesome. That's, yeah. That's great. It's really great. I knew he was from Canada, and I am a little bit of a... Um, I was very comfortable with traveling. Okay. I had lived in Wyoming for a little while, Nebraska for a little while, uh, for a long time actually, different mm -hmm. places in Nebraska, mm -hmm. um, Colorado, um, so, and I fell in love with him and I had been to Canada to visit and it was great. And so, you decided to pack your bags and move to Canada? Yes, he and I talked about it. It okay. was easier for me to move to Canada because I, I used to be a physical therapist. Okay. So. 
because of NAFTA, the mm-hmm. North American Free, Free Trade Agreement, I could easily uh, work. Okay. I didn't need a green card. Okay. Um, it's like, it, it says, uh, as long as I passed the tests, mm-hmm. uh, the Canadian tests, then I could work. Okay. So I didn't need a green card. Mm. I didn't need a visa. Mm-hmm. I didn't need... <laughs> but yeah. I became a permanent resident almost immediately, but my work did not hinge on that. Right. And I think that's a big thing. Mm-hmm. I, and I'm very lucky. Mm-hmm. And again, you and I talked about this before the event. I don't... There are so many other immigrants that have faced far bigger hardships than mm-hmm. I have. But mm-hmm. yeah, it, it yeah, wasn't... It wasn't... Um, it was definitely challenging. You have had your fair deal as well, I guess. Yeah, but not because I've been immigrated for other reasons. But anyway, that's all right. Yeah. Moving to a new country can be overwhelming to begin with. New culture, the weather. If you're not familiar with that, it's a little difficult. So I asked Julie if she had been to Canada before, before she got married. No, I had to come Hmm. home Mm -hmm. from my trip to Mexico where I met my husband and find, I I went to a globe. Mm -hmm. My parents have a globe, Mm. you know, one of those round things that you spin around. And I had to figure out where Edmonton was. Okay, he was from Edmonton. He was from Edmonton. That's okay. the city. He's mm. actually from a little town called Thorsby, which okay. would never show up on a globe because <laughs> it's 800 people. Anyway, I, I remember, I so remember, I'm sitting in my parents' kitchen, and I look at where Edmonton is and where I was and how far apart they were. <laughs> it's a 25-hour drive, or 20, yeah, it's a, it's a day. Oh, it's wow. a full day wow. from, from Denver to Edmonton. 20, so you used 20, 20, it might be 28 hours. Oh, wow. It so took us two days. Yeah. I was up, I, I came to visit Jeff. Mm-hmm. We met in March. Mm-hmm. I, I came to visit him Easter weekend in mm-hmm. April. Mm-hmm. And there was still a lot of snow on the ground, but okay. it, wasn't, it wasn't terribly cold. Okay. He took me to Banff. And mm-hmm. He took me to all the best places in okay. Canada. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in Alberta for sure. Okay. And so... We, I didn't experience the cold, cold, and mm-hmm. until actually the when, until so I came to visit him every month, April, May, June, July, good months to be in Alberta, mm-hmm. August, September. I saw him almost every month, and then January he asked me to marry him. Okay, it was very cold. So what about the proposal? No, the proposal was wonderful. It was in Jasper. Okay. No, it was on the tires. And Lake Louise is terrible. It was on Lake Louise in wow. front of the, every year they have an ice uh, sculpture contest. They mm-hmm. always build an ice castle. Mm-hmm. I got engaged in front of the ice castle. Wow, that's in Lake Louise. Very that's wonderful. That's amazing. Yeah, that's but wonderful. It, it, and it wasn't even that cold. Okay. No. I didn't really experience the Canadian cold until I'd already moved here and it was too late. (laughs) Just too late. One of the biggest adjustments that people have to make when they move to Canada is the cold weather, especially if they're moving from warmer countries. Not many people get used to this thing easily. Let's see what Julie has to say about it. It was bad. I I find it fascinating. Okay. Um, because it just doesn't get that cold. So Denver, Colorado, Denver to... gets cold. Yeah, tons of snow. Tons of snow. 
tons of snow, but it's it's very Chinooky, which means the snow melts. It mm. gets up to 25 degrees in mm-hmm. January, fe- February. It's the sunniest, uh, it's one of the sunniest places on Earth. Okay. Like 300 days of sunshine. Mm-hmm. Very mild, mild weather. Mm. But no, we can get five feet of snow in Colorado. Okay. And then again, have 30 degree weather in February. Okay. It's very bizarre. Mm-hmm. And not that's not how it is at all. Okay. In um, Edmonton. In Edmonton. Okay. No, it's not like that in in Edmonton. So, um, I had not experienced minus forty degrees, mm-hmm. like cold. Okay. I lived in uh, Nebraska for mm. many winters, mm-hmm. very cold, mm. but just not never quite that cold. Okay. I had never quite yeah. So. So I thought it was fascinating. Well, another thing people experience when moving to a different country is cultural shock. And when you move from America to Canada, people expect there might not be too many of them. But let's ask Julie about it. Well, I went, I moved from being a city girl, mm. basically, mm. to a town of 800 people. Okay. And, um,. So it wasn't really a shock to me, mm-hmm. but it was definitely different. Okay. Uh, it was like you're driving long distances to mm. go to a big grocery store. But right. we did have grocery stores mm-hmm. in, in my little town, still mm-hmm. do. Um, everybody knows everybody. Mm-hmm. I wasn't really used to that. Okay. Um, I, that's just the small town culture. Mm-hmm. You got to be careful. Uh, because whatever you say, okay. we'll get around. But I, I was very lucky to, again, I mm. have a lot of luck. I mm-hmm. have a lot of luck. My husband uh, and his family were very well respect, are very well respected people in the community. Mm-hmm. They're the kind of people, uh, the Hoffmans, mm. who they, uh, my husband's grandfather, mm-hmm. no, yes, my husband's grandfather immigrated to uh, Alberta. Mm-hmm. In 1910, okay, wow. with his five brothers from mm-hmm. Poland, mm-hmm. they set up they set up um, shops, mm. a shop mm. um, in 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 central Alberta, so in the Thorsby area. Okay, in 1910, and helped. They were instrumental in growing the community. Okay, and they during the Great Depression, they they uh, helped people get through the winter. Mm-hmm. Um, they. They extended a lot of credit to people who okay. were starving. Mm-hmm. They extended credit to people who needed to build barns so mm. that their livestock would survive. Mm-hmm. And that's the legacy that I walked into. Okay. So I didn't have, nobody really gave me a very hard time. Mm-hmm. I was pretty lucky. That's good. Um, I did have a hard time with the becoming a physical therapist. Okay, the profession. In, in the professional side of things. Mm. Because my training was different than the Canadian training. Okay. And my study uh, references were different than Canadian study references. So I okay. actually failed my physical therapy oh, wow. exam mm. for, uh, for my license, to get my license. Mm-hmm. Um, I was already working as a physio okay. and I was, I failed my physio exam, mm-hmm. which they didn't, you know, they continued to they allowed me to continue to work, but I had to, you know, I had to pass the second time. Mm-hmm. So that was challenging for okay. me because I I had to figure out but you did what pass. I needed to study. Yeah, I passed you did the pass. second time. Oh. 
Okay. Yeah, so did you practice after that? Yeah, I practiced only for about 18 months. 18 months. <laughs> I went to university for the equivalent of 10 years. I have a doctorate in physical therapy. My dad does uh, come to Canada to visit as often as he can. He used to come uh, once a year for sure. My husband okay. took him on probably 10 fishing trips up north to mm -hmm. Greater Slave Lake okay. where they would catch 100 fish. Yeah. He loves Canada. He oh, he does? He loves Canada. It's one of his favorite places. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Julie has five kids, and they all have dual citizenship. So, the question that came to my mind was, do they love America more, or Canada more? Uh, I have five kids. Five? I have five, yeah. Okay. I have a, two 16-year-olds right now, Okay. because my 16-year-old is about to turn 17. Mm -hmm. I have a 13-year-old, an 11-year-old, and a 10-year-old. And so uh, my oldest is a girl, then I have a boy mm -hmm. and a girl, and then two boys. All right. Yeah. Cool. Wonderful kids. Oh, Canadian for sure. All the time. Yes. Yeah. Okay. They are very, uh, very proud Canadians. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They've had a lot of fun with uh, the whole Trump thing and anything American that <laughs> happens, they kind of think it's funny. Okay. They, they kind of make fun of me for being American. <laughs> and then I have to say, mm. you know, you guys are American too. Julie is a proud Canadian. She loves Canada. But there are times when the American Julie takes over the Canadian Julie. And I wanted to know where. Oh, probably in sales. In sales. And in business. Okay. I'm very American when okay. it comes to going after things. And that means? I'm aggressive. I'm okay. tenacious. I leave. I don't, I think, Niceness. I like to think I'm always polite, I like to think I'm always polite, mm -hmm. but I'm a pretty aggressive person, mm -hmm. and I think when people realize I'm American, mm -hmm. it makes sense to them, Okay. why I am the way that I am, Okay. Um, it's, I, I, it's kind of, yeah, it's, so, it's, it's a, it, to me, it's a kind of an American thing to be as aggress aggressive. Well, I have been into sales, and I teach sales at a post-secondary level and I wanted to know how selling in Canada is different. More polite, less likely to ask the tough, the tough questions, okay. less likely to enter into a difficult conversation mm -hmm. and I'm really not trying to say that that's a bad thing hmm. but it's definitely in my nature to do some more okay. American type things. Um, I took some real estate investment training from mm -hmm. an American trainer, okay. and it was easy mm. for me to do all of the things that he suggested. Uh -huh. And I think it's because of my upbringing. Okay. And there was I had I was surrounded by Canadian students. Okay. Most of them would say, "I would never do that. <laughs> I would never do that. That's not Canadian." Like there are these things called bandit signs. Okay. And there we buy houses. Yeah. And you see them sometimes in Canada. Yeah. But you'll see them everywhere in the states. Okay. Everywhere. Mm -hmm. And people are just like, oh, there's another bandit sign. Yeah. But a lot of like Canadian places, they won't allow them. Okay. They think they're ugly. Yeah. Real estate investors yeah. won't won't buy them, won't put them out because they just think they're too obnoxious. Okay. That's been my experience. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but they're great. Okay. And they work great. Okay. But you won't see them a lot mm -hmm. in any city in okay. Canada. Hmm. Really, for the most part. And um, there's a thing called yellow letters. Okay. 
And that's where you send everybody like in a certain area mm -hmm. a yellow letter in the mail saying, okay. I want to buy your house. Yeah, yeah. Very un-Canadian. So, what's a typical Canadian in Julie's opinion? A Canadian is proud to be Canadian, glad that they're not, you know, they wear their patches on their backpacks when they travel. Um, because they don't want to be mistaken with Americans. Mm -hmm. I find that that's a big thing for Canadians. Okay. Um, they are good to each other. Okay. They, they are. They have got like that, like that English um, politeness mm -hmm. that I think is, was kind of brought down from mm. generations. Yep. Peaceful. Mm. I love how... Um, I love how there's another thing I wanted to talk about earlier about the difference is um, I love how guns gun control is very tight. Okay. I think it's very important. Mm -hmm. um, that it is not easy at all. It is very difficult to to get your hands on a gun. Okay. And if you have a gun and you're not supposed to, there's serious penalties for that. Mm -hmm. I think that that's uh, really smart. Mm -hmm. um, more conservative. More conservative. Call it a more conservative country. Okay. Which is one of the reasons why it survived the recession mm -hmm. as well as it did. It was one of the top countries to come out of the recession mm -hmm. compared to the rest of the world really fell apart. Mm -hmm. Partly because Canadians are conservative. Mm -hmm. so I you love social medicine. Got to talk about that. Okay, go ahead. I have three sisters, mm. uh, one with seven kids. Mm. I have five. Mm. And both of my other sisters have kids. And they have to be employed. Okay. Or, or one of them does. One of them or mm. their spouses has to be employed in order to have good medical insurance. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, their kids would literally bankrupt them. Okay. When they were born. Mm. Yeah. Having okay. a baby is like $100,000. In America. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So if you don't have good health insurance, mm -hmm. you're on the hook for a baby. Mm, and expensive. it can bankrupt you. Yeah. Mm, it's wow. very, very... Uh, or if anything goes wrong. So we are so lucky to have socialized medicine. Mm. I know there's a lot of debate on that, but of course. I know if I got hit I know if I got hit by a car mm -hmm. I would be taken well taken care of mm -hmm. and it would never it would never cost me anything, mm -hmm. you know, other than what I pay in my yeah. in my healthcare yeah. premiums. Yeah. Julie has moved from Edmonton, Alberta. To my favorite city in the world, Kelowna, British Columbia. She moved six years ago and I wanted to know the reason of this move. Um, part of the, my story is that we ended up, uh, we've done hundreds and hundreds of deals of real estate and along our journey during the recession we ended up facing some major challenges and mm -hmm. losing almost everything, okay. almost everything that we had. Mm. And uh, we spent about four years fighting mm. hard to save things mm -hmm. and then ended up just giving up, mm. going through multiple foreclosures mm -hmm. and eventual bankruptcy, Okay, which was just devastating. And we were on our way to starting over, mm. just kind of, you know, picking up and picking up where we left off. Okay. Well, not, not really picking up where we left off, just starting over. Mm. And I was offered a sales job, okay. actually, as a sales manager. This mm -hmm. guy offered me a wonderful job, mm -hmm. a really high-paying job where I had a lot of flexibility. Okay. My husband was running his business, which, mm -hmm. by the way, is the same business that his ancestors had started okay. back in 1910. It was mm -hmm. third-generation uh, home hardware. Okay. Anyway, he offered me this great job mm -hmm. as a sales manager. 
because I'm a really good salesperson okay. and only an American would say that. And um, he, I was in charge of uh, Grand Prairie, mm. Edmonton, uh, some people in Edmonton. Mm. I was in charge of the Kelowna branch as well as uh, a branch down in Vancouver okay. or the lower mainland. Mm -hmm. And um, I came here on a site visit mm -hmm. and my husband had, my husband and I had been here before on vacations and mm -hmm. loved it, mm -hmm. but always thought of it as a place that you can only vacation. Okay. Um, but I, I landed, my husband was having a really terrible day mm. at the hardware store okay. that he felt very obligated to mm. still be at because mm -hmm. it was third generation family mm -hmm. business. And he said, how's Kelowna? And I said, it feels like home. Okay. And he said, can we move there? Mm. And I said, yeah. We've been here on vacation. Okay. And we loved it. Okay. But we always thought, well, you can't, you can't spend more than two weeks in Kelowna. Mm -hmm. Because at the time... Mm. It was actually very difficult for people to live in Kelowna. Okay. And anyway, long story short, I said, yeah, we can move there, but careful, because mm -hmm. I'll make it happen. Okay. You know? And the next, uh, within a couple weeks, we were back in Kelowna, mm -hmm. found a house. Okay. Found a way to buy it. Okay. And moved here. And uh, I had my job at mm -hmm. the time, my high-paying job. Okay. And he still had his business. Mm-hmm. And we had started doing some deals again, some real estate deals. Okay. And my job actually, my boss called mm. eight weeks after we moved here. Okay. And said, you don't have a job anymore. Wow. <laughs> Nothing sales. personal, Julie. I love you. Mm. But now you got to go 100, you got to go from salary to 100% sales commission. Okay. Uh, which is like, it's just hard. It's to hard. Do. Yeah. It's hard. Um, he was good to me though. He carried, he said, I'll continue to pay you. Cause I know okay. this is sudden. I'll mm -hmm. continue to pay you. But now what I pay you, you've got to earn back in sales. Okay. So I was like, I was like, okay, whatever. Mm. <laughs> and it prompted me to actually, yes, to keep doing real estate, um, to grow that side of things. Okay. And also uh, we did a network marketing company, okay. which was a gigantic waste of Okay. Um, in another way, we met some really good people that mm -hmm. through the network marketing that mm -hmm. are still friends today and have okay. been absolutely instrumental in growing my online real estate mm -hmm. investment training. Okay. So it, everything happens mm -hmm. um, for a reason. All right. Yeah. So I asked Julie if being successful in Canada is harder, difficult, or any different from being successful in any other country. Yes, you know the difference for me. Mm. One of the reasons that I had challenges in the business that I was in when I started doing real estate investment is I could not qualify for financing. Okay. Because I had zero Canadian credit. Mm -hmm. I didn't have a Canadian track record. I mm. didn't even have a social insurance number, mm. um, you know, for like a year. Okay. Because I didn't need one. Um, actually, I guess I needed one. Anyway, it all worked, it all mm. worked out, but I, I didn't even... Most people ha that are born in Canada have had a social insurance number since they were born. Okay. Well, I got one when I was 26 years old. <laughs> so, um, I couldn't get financing. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I had to find other ways to, to, to do real estate investment. Okay. And to find creative ways to get deals done. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, that was... So, I can really understand how the same thing happens to other okay. immigrants okay. who make who who become so successful mm -hmm. and i think there's a really staggering statistic i don't know what it is exactly but mm -hmm. that most 
of the really, really successful people in the world mm. are immigrants. Are immigrants. Okay. Yeah, because they are, they have, they just come into things as a disadvantage. Mm. And they take, I think partly of it is, I, I think part of the reason why they are successful too is they're willing to take just even the risk of moving outside of their country. Mm-hmm. So if they're willing to do that, mm. then other risks can seem less, uh, less risky. Okay. You know? Okay. It, it's definitely risky to move countries. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what are Julie's suggestions to some of the potential immigrants to Canada? Well, realize, honor the risk that you have taken by just taking the leap of moving to another country. Okay. And and if you are proud of yourself for, for something, mm-hmm. then it'll just make you feel better about yourself. Okay. And, you know, rather than maybe thinking of it as maybe we shouldn't have done this, we've made a huge mistake, Mm -hmm. this was why did we move so far away from our parents, Mm -hmm. you know, be proud of yourself for being brave. Okay. And when you are encountered with Mm. a challenge Mm -hmm. or you're encountered with maybe even an opportunity, Mm. you you might be able to say, well, we moved to Canada. Mm. That was a risk. Mm. Why don't we try this? Okay. This is way less risky just for us to maybe try something new just to see if it works. Okay. Um, maybe find a mentor mm-hmm. who's also from the same country that's okay. maybe five years ahead of you that, mm-hmm. that is where you want to be. Exactly. And maybe okay. not, maybe it doesn't even have to be from the same country. Okay. Maybe, but also a mentor, maybe also an immigrant mm. because they might have, you know, good ideas as to mm-hmm. how to help you know, how to help you navigate your way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, somebody who's been there before. Okay. Well, that was Julie. Julie Hoffman. Mom, entrepreneur, physiotherapist, real estate investor, and on top, an immigrant to Canada. So until the next episode, until we meet our next immigrant, till then, This is RB, signing off, Beaver Tales. This is Beaver Tales, your weekly dose of successful Canadian immigrant stories. Beaver Tales, hosted by your very own RB.